Hi everyone. Welcome to my podcast. This is my new episode on cryptocurrency and all about money. So in this uh, episode of this podcast, I'm going to talk about what is the cryptocurrency, how a cryptocurrency works, what is Bitcoin, what are ethers, how many different types of cryptocurrencies we have or do, can we use it as a, a money? What is the difference between physical money and digital money? What are the different types of money we have? And what is the definition of money? How something can be defined as a money? Okay. And the last part of this episode will be the history, the brief history of the money, how it evolves, and uh, how how everything like silver coin, gold coin, how everything started. So this all we go through in detail. So firstly, I'll start with cryptocurrency, giving you a little idea. So nowadays, bitcoins is a very familiar term. Everybody, I mean, uh, other than a newborn, everybody knows what is a bitcoin is. Okay, maybe they don't know in detail how it got invented, what the purpose is of, but they might not, and is something which is called as bitcoin. So bitcoin and ethers are two better known cryptocurrencies because I'm these are these are better known to everybody that's why I'm talking about them and these are assets or items of value that exist digitally not physically and are created by software so these have no issuers no company or entities to back these okay so this is a what is a bitcoin or ether something which is created by software and there is no entity to back this but to understand better about a, what is a cryptocurrency in detail what is bitcoin what is ether we need to know more things about money first of all or can we assume cryptocurrency is a money or is just an asset or is an investment what is a cryptocurrency to to go before going in detail i'll introduce you with few terms like what is physical money digital money and what are the different forms of money we have so first uh, let's talk about physical money uh, when we talk about physical money we have cash like rupees dollars euros all the bank notes they will be called as cash so when we talk about cash in terms of money yes cash is a very good form of money we can transfer as much as you have as much as you want without third party approving anything so there is no need to have a third party here secondly it doesn't involve any identity attached to it so no identity information can be stolen from it there's a second thing about the cash and the third thing transactions can't be done undone like credit card so what is a big headache for these merchants these days like when someone have paid with the help of credit card they can go to the bank's website and and can undone the, the payment okay this will create a trouble between the customer and the merchant but this is not available this facility is not there in the cash you cannot undone transaction which is done in the cash so it is it is a very good mode of uh, transaction for merchants of course so what is the problem with cash then why we need other different forms of money if cash is such a good 
form of money why we do we need any other form of money like digital payments and bitcoins at last so there is a problem with cash cash doesn't work at a distance right if you have cash you can purchase anything around you but you want to do a payment by sitting at your home into an another district or a town you can't do that right you can't uh, make a payment at a distance with the help of physical money which is cash but there is a different form of money which is digital money which solves this purpose and which is very useful when it comes to distance payments so let's talk about digital money in detail digital money differs from physical money and it relies on book papers there are some pupils who will need to have a digital money like to own digital money you must open an bank account either in a bank paypal e wallet paytm you should have an account so there is a involvement of third party when we are talking about the digital money the so third party will serve the purpose of a bookkeeper without third party you would need to keep bilateral uh, uh, records of the debt for example if you bought something online and you can just send a mail to the merchant saying that i owe you dollar 50 so why not let's just record this debt but merchant wouldn't be accepting this payment because probably they has no reason to trust you and secondly uh, they cannot pay their staff or the supplier with your email right so there is a real problem in just sending a email and telling a merchant that you both can record this transaction so instead of this what you can do is you can instruct your bank to pay the merchant and your bank does this by reducing how much bank owes you right and at the other hand increasing how much merchants banks owes them so the merchants trust their banks and they can do useful things with the balance in the bank account unlike a email a balance in a bank account can help them transfer the money to their staff and transfer this money same to the supplier so this is useful to the merchant and unlike cash digital money settles by increasing or decreasing the bank uh, bank balances held by trusted intermediaries for example bank wallets etc So let's take an example of two types of digital transactions: card transaction and cardless transaction. So the one where you physically swipe a card is a card transaction. I card can be debit card, credit card, any card. And one where you don't need to swipe the card. Instead, you use some numbers on the cards and make the transaction. Right. So online credit card payment is known as card not present transaction or cardless transaction card not present transaction has higher fraud rates so to make a fraud harder you need to provide more details not just the number on the card such as your address the three digits on the back of the card all these details are required to make the frauds harder to open an account with a bank or a voter a third party requires your identification and evidence to back that up right so that they can verify whatever the details you are providing at the time of payment
so pay so one question now arises that uh, payments is it required that payments should be linked to your identity mm, i don't think so of course not because cash we have already discussed it is a mode of payment which is not linked to your identity right credit card information is frequently stolen and which uh, creates a cost to society so for every uh, credit card transaction there is a cost uh, associated right so going forward in this episode uh, episode of this podcast we'll talk about these such big questions should the public sector or the private sector provides means for the electronic payments should give financial privacy as well right so these questions will be ever uh, inevitably raised when understanding the game changing innovations like bitcoin now we have talked about cash digital payments let's talk about what is money what is the definition of money on what we considered as a money let me dictate to you a generally accepted definition of money something to be considered as money need to fulfill th- these three functions it serve as a medium of exchange a store of value and a unit of account so what is a medium of exchange then right so if you can use it to pay someone or something that is you can use it as a medium of exchange to pay someone for their goods or their services then it's a good medium of exchange and also it should be widely accepted the medium of exchange should be widely accepted now the second thing store of a value so something to be a good store of value need to be confident your money will pay you more or same amount of goods or services that sometimes tomorrow next month or a year that it pays you today right then it is will be considered as a stable store of value and the last thing in the definition is unit of account so if you can use that entity to compare the values of two items what i mean by comparing uh, two items that is if you can explain your net worth with the help of this example i can say that uh, i i have a worth of 1 million dollar or i have a worth of 0.2 lamborghinis right so there are two different units i'm using dollar and lamborghini so with the help of which i'm telling my net worth so it's a unit of account so it should be a good unit of account as well to be considered as a money uh so next thing i'm going to do is on all these three def- uh, criterias of a money that i've discussed i'm going to go one by one and let's put our put bitcoin into these frames and let's see how our bitcoin stands against these uh, standard definitions so bitcoin has a medium of exchange so interestingly it is a it's a very first digital asset of value that can be transferred over the internet without any specific third party having to approve it so that's a very interesting feature of uh, bitcoin as a medium of exchange so it bitcoin widely accepted 
among its community yes it is widely accepted but globally i cannot say that there are very few countries that widely accepts the bitcoin so is the merchant adoption increasing about this uh, because every day we are uh, reading in the newspaper or listening on the tv that this company now started accepted a bitcoin and that company is now using the bitcoin is it really uh, getting accepted worldwide but mostly those companies when they claim they accept bitcoin as a payment method they don't really accept uh, bitcoin or hold them in the balance sheets no they don't do that in most of the cases they are shown with the number of bitcoins that they need to pay the payment that is whenever you're visiting a website of such uh, uh agencies which are accepting bitcoins they will show you a, a amount that you need to pay with this much uh, bitcoins so there is a process to calculate this number by using uh, current exchange rate between bitcoin and local currency so the customer then has short time short amount of time to accept the price before they the bitcoin changes because bitcoins are very volatile so in these cases uh, where a merchant say they accept a bitcoin as a payment or bitcoin as a medium of exchange and the so this is just a, they do it as a customer's perspective they don't show these in the balance sheets uh, that's one thing to notice so uh, now the second standard is bitcoin as a store of value so anything that starts as a price zero and is not currently at the price zero is considered as a great uh, store of value right for a investment so as we know the bitcoins has started with a zero value in 2009 and today each bitcoins worth thousand of dollars so if you are looking for a store value bitcoin is uh, i mean if you looking stable store value bitcoin can be too volatile for that but bitcoin has certainly been a good investment that is for sure so does the bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies have the potential to keep up their value for the long time this is one question that we all need to dwell into and so i'll not comment on this for now we will go further in this episode and we'll explore this question so the less next standard is bitcoin as a unit of account but in this definition bitcoins fails miserably why because there are no merchants no nation who start uh, willingly put their goods and items in bitcoins right so bitcoin as a bitcoin as a unit of account fails miserably so that was all about what is the money and we try to uh, put bitcoin into this frame of money right we compared bitcoin against these three standard like medium of exchange store of value and unit of account so further let's talk about what are the different forms of money that existed in the history what are the different forms of money that existed in history so as we have read already that all started with the barter system so it's a common knowledge that before the money existed transactions were carried by exchanging the goods which is called as barter system 
they are the stable known values which you can keep in exchange for the longer time and spend whenever you need them so this is the commodity money the third type of form of money is representative money money whose value is derived by being a claim on some underlying item right that i am putting some item and i have a claim on this note bank note so that is a representative money example a receipt from a goldsmith or some gold that you you kept in the safe right the receipt may be passed to another third party transfer the value constructs to the community money representative lies on the third party right community money there is was no need for the third party but representative money you should have a receipt from a third party where you have kept your precious metal uh, grains and cattle right in the safe now the last part of last form of money is fiat currency there is com- commodity money to we went to representative money and then there is a fiat money so fiat means something is true because legislation says so rather than it has an intrinsic value right the statement on the back these days say i promise to pay the bearer on demand the sum of this 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 blah but you won't get far enough if you try to get this underlying asset from the issuer right so this is a fiat currency because it's declared by law as a legal tender and government accepts only the fiat for their tax payment there are the two underlying reason why fiat currency is very successful all from this podcast today and uh, i'll be talking further about the cryptocurrencies in the next podcast there will be further topics like blockchain the technicalities of how the bitcoins is generated that we will discuss in the next podcast uh, happy independence day everyone